last week we um, we did a episode one which was titled the church the building today we are doing the church the body amen, amen. everyone say the church the body the church, the body. It was so scary when this guy was praying. I was using all my texts. It's like maybe I should just come and close. But um, if you're if you're just coming in, what I said we're doing is as we go into the year, it's so important for our family to know what the church is. So we have to go through the scripture and find out what church is so that we are not building something and at the end of the day <laughs> the lord will just be like who sent you everybody say god forbid <laughs> what we want to hear at the end is what well done good and faithful servant hallelujah so that's why we're going through this series we read Matthew 16, and Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? Who do men say that I am? And he said, you're a prophet. Some say you're Ezekiel. Some say you're this. And he was like, okay, who do you say that I am? And Peter responded and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And upon the, you are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom, and you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be lose in heaven. Amen. So today we are going to be talking about the body. We stressed how the, the church is bigger than a building. Hallelujah. Amen. The church is not an edifice. Amen. Amen. So we are going to be talking about the body because in scripture we see that um, the, the congregation, the assembly, the gathering of the children of God, of the saved ones, are called the church. And... Um, in the New Testament, they are called the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And let us read, uh, we're going to read Ephesians 4. Your situation is bad when a prisoner is writing to you and encouraging you. Your case is different. <laughs> So, we're going to be reading Ephesians 4, and I'll read it. It says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. What grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. 
In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Amen. We're going to stop at verse 13. Hallelujah. Paul was praying for the Ephesian church and saying he prays that they will be united in God. That he prays that they will be united in the faith. In, that we have one hope, one Lord, one baptism, and that we will be united under that. That's, that was his prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the, we have a million and one denominations. A million and one. But for some reason, I, I, I think that's not, God, that's not God's original intention for his church because he wants oneness right he wants unity and but one of the beautiful things is despite our differences in denomination i think the unity that paul is talking about here is not that we look alike so unity is not uniformity it's not that we gather here and we are wearing Compound wear. <laughs> Sorry. I check. Now don't go boarding school. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. Houseware, uniform. You get what I'm saying? There's beauty. And he now explains in, in Ephesians 4 here, and he also mentions this in First Corinthians 12, how we are one body. And because we are one body, Every person has a part to play. The eye is so that it can see, right? The ear is so that it can hear. The eye and the ear should not compete or be jealous. Was I laugh? But you get, that's what Paul was saying, Apostle Paul was saying, that we are many members, but one body. We have, so as we are many members, we all have different functions. But you should know that you are a member of a body. And that is the most important thing. So all that you do, what, what you're supposed to do is find your place. What part of the body of Christ are you? How should you function? And how do you supply the rest of the body and, and make it work? So uh, we have denominations and I, we, celebrate, we should celebrate the differences we have, right? Because he has given different graces to men, right? So he has given the tribe a different grace. Yeah, and that's on a corporate level, but individually as well, he has given you different graces. I should not come here and gather, uh, should not, we should not gather ourselves here and I will start demanding that every person must be a pastor, every person must be a prophet. Do you understand? 
he himself he has apportioned to us different graces and paul is saying we should celebrate that and we should know what these gifts are for is to supply the body amen, amen. one of our biggest challenges as the body of christ as the church of christ is we are not united there is envy covetousness we have divisions because of different revelations of doctrines and we start looking down on people these ones are better these ones are not better these people are not worshiping the way we worship and paul is saying god has given the body different graces we should celebrate that but we still have one lord one hope one faith one baptism and if you stay united under that find your place and supply the body of christ amen, amen. the church should be the most organized so in in all creation i mean heaven and earth the most organized is kingdom that's the kingdom of god and the church should be on earth an expression of the kingdom we are part of the kingdom but here on earth the church should be like an outworking of the kingdom of god amen do you agree with me do you agree with me so in many ways we should see what kingdom is and express it here on earth but we don't do that unfortunately another one of the most organized spiritual bodies is the kingdom of darkness in matthew 12 jesus had cast out demons and the pharisees were saying that this guy now he's possessed by demons that's why he's able to cast out demons and jesus knew what they were saying and he said look a house divided against itself cannot stand how can the devil cast out the devil? And he went further and he said that anyone, that anyone that is not with me, gathering, scatters, and they are not of me. One of the things we don't understand is the devil and his minions are one of the most organized institutions the devil is not against himself. They have one motive. They have motives to kill, to steal, to destroy. They are highly organized at doing it. But we find ourselves in a place where we fight and there's strife and there's envy and we judge one another. Your body is at war. So in some sense, which is not really true, in some sense, there is this cancer, which is cells going rogue in the body. Yeah. And we're supposed to stay united under one Lord, one faith, one hope, so that we can advance the kingdom of God. One of my friends was saying, uh, you know, so Christianity conquered, uh, let me, 
I should have not used that word. Christianity was uh, had spread through most of Asia, right, and parts of Europe. And the, by that time, the church had become this institution, the Catholic Church. And my friend used to say that while they were arguing on, about how many angels can stand on a pin, Islam conquered Asia. If we, we waste our time on frivolities, on nonsense. While we should be advancing the kingdom of God, we are arguing how many angels can stand on a pin. It sounds funny, but that's what's happening. Arguing over things we are not supposed to be arguing about. But we have one goal to advance the kingdom of God. And we stay united on that, celebrating our different graces, supplying the body. We will conquer. The beautiful thing is that Jesus himself said he will build his church, right? But Paul is saying that we are part of the body of Christ. You are called to minister to the body, not be cancerous to it. So what is your place in the body of Christ? And what are you doing to edify the body? What are you doing to, 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 to minister to the body? Because the kingdom of darkness is highly organized. Highly. There's no need to... I, and to be honest, I don't even know much demonology. I don't care. Do you understand? There's no need to go into that. Like some people go deep, like farm. There is no need. Amen? Jesus came, he died, he resurrected. We have conquered. We are more than conquerors. He has given us all authority. No need to start knowing this person's name. Um, this one is demon of in this area this one is demon there's no need amen amen we are to advance the kingdom because the king of kings himself has given us authority because he was given all authority hallelujah regardless so we should not be um, unaware of the wiles of, en of the enemy right so our duty because we know see to kill to steal to destroy they are very good at doing that. So what is our own calling? How do we advance the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus said that he'll give us the keys to the kingdom. Last week I was closing and I said we must all have a kingdom state of mind. It is not about advancing the tribe. It's not about advancing any local assembly in a sense. Is how do we build the body of Christ? How do we advance the kingdom? That should be our mindset. We are not called to grow the tribe. I don't know. Am I making sense? Do you guys, are you with me? We are not called to grow the tribe. The tribe is just a part of the body. So it is, what are we doing as the tribe Abuja to supply the body? So Paul saying in Ephesians 4.11 that he has given us the apostles, prophets, evangelists, um, pastors, and teachers to equip the saints for what? The work of ministry. And basically that's the work of service. The, you know, 
last week i also said that the highest rank in the kingdom in in the church is what servants right so all of us all of us are servants so we should find our place and serve so the lord equips men to become apostles to become prophets pastors teachers so that he can equip you to give you tools to give you resources so what will happen so you can serve and the exact word the literal meaning there is to wait at the table so the graces that the God has given or the gifts that God has given to the church is so that they can provide them with tools and resources so that they can wait on God. Hallelujah. I feel like sometimes we've rebranded ministry and there are ministers <laughs> and there's you. In fact, in the body of Christ, sometimes we even, like, we are that guy and a minister now. Do you understand? We say it now. Am I lying? No, that, a minister. You, what are you? <laughs> We're all called, called to the work of ministry. And ministry is not a brand. It's not, do you understand? It's to wait on the Lord. It's to serve his body. Glory to God. You know, sometimes when we have this conversation and we are complaining about different churches, we say, ah, but the early church, they were not like this. The early church was perfect. Let me tell you something. So, we know the story, right? Jesus is about to japa and he tells them that, chill, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, right? And you, you, um, you'll be imbued with power to bear witness to me, but stay here in Jerusalem. But you, this message, you present it to the ends of the earth. So they stay there in the upper room. The Holy Spirit is poured out on about 120. They come out around 9 o'clock in the morning and they are prophesying. They are speaking in tongues. And 3,000 people are converted. Right? And don't forget, they were all Jews. So the church is growing. But it's growing with just Jews. Just Jews. Then Apostle Peter is in... Um, Simon the Tanner's house and he goes upstairs and he's praying he calls uh, please when I finish praying just prepare a meal for me and because of the hunger and the prayer he starts um, he enters into a trance is that not encouraging that even Peter himself was praying and he fell asleep yeah it's not encouraging <laughs> so Peter enters this trance and he sees a vision says like a what's it called now like sheets from heaven was coming down and he saw different wild animals and he was like what does this mean i mean um, he said um, the lord says take this and eat right kill it and eat and he was like i'm not supposed to touch any unclean thing what did the lord say whatever i have whatever i call clean do not call common but before, as that was happening, um, a man um, who revered God but was not a Jew and he was devoted to God, he gave to the poor, he, he was rich and he was a soldier as well, like a colonel or a general. 
the Lord, um, an angel appeared to him and said, send for um, this man, Peter. He's in this place. See, God is dramatic. The angel, like why? Different things. He, the angel came and told him, send for this guy. He's in this house. He even told him, the guy's house, this is what he does. Like, this is his occupation. <laughs> God, God is so amazing. So he tells him, he sends his soldiers, they go, and as he was finishing praying, that's Peter, the Holy Spirit tells him that, you know, there are some men waiting for you to take you to um, Cornelius' house, right? His name is Cornelius. To take you to Cornelius' house. Like, okay, they go. Peter goes with six men. And he, um, Cornelius tells him, this is what an angel told me, that he was supposed to come and preach to me. And Peter was like, see, number one, we are not supposed to be here. We are righteous, you're not. I know, I'm not even supposed to have contact with you of any kind. But if the Lord says this, okay. So as he starts preaching and presenting the gospel to them, the Holy Spirit fell on them. And Cornelius, because he had called not he had called his neighborhood, his entire family, and they received the Holy Spirit. And Peter was amazed. And they begged them, Cornelius and his family begged them that they should stay with them for some days. They stay and they are going, they went back to Jerusalem. And I don't know why they named their committee this. It says the circumcision party. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine there's a department in tribe. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be called the CP. They'll have shirts. <laughs> God, 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 I beg. And they're like, Peter show, like, waiting to happen. What is this? And he explains to them that, look, the Lord, Jesus is for everybody. Amen. That Jesus is for everybody. That the Lord, it's this, this, this was a plan all along. Yes. That the Holy Spirit would be poured out on what? All yes. flesh. But you know, that did not stop. Like they saw that happen, but that did not stop there. Because of the persecution of Stephen, Christians were afraid and they started leaving Jerusalem. And they were going to the surrounding nations and still preaching. But guess what? They were still preaching to just Jews. So a group of Christians now preach to um, some Greek guys and they become Christians. Then still the CP department now like sends Barnabas go and see what's happening. And Barnabas, of course, Barnabas went and saw and he was excited about what God was doing there. This was in Antioch. Then Barnabas now sent for Saul and he came and he spent one year ministering to the church in Antioch. But here's what I'm saying, like even the early church was not perfect. Even Peter, after this thing, Paul had to confront him. They will cook. When, <laughs> this is for the body, he will, when um, CP department, they are around, he will eat with only the Jews. When they are not around, he will, he will eat with everybody. And Paul was like, fam, he called him out. I said, this is not right. 
you know, and they had, they, they, like there was a council meeting and they had to establish that, look, the gospel is for everybody. And is it not amazing the imagery that God used to show Peter his vision? That, you know, almost every vile animal, snakes, scorpions, like, I don't know if you guys had, um, you know, that storybook that had a picture of it and had wild animal. Some people in the body of Christ, they don't look like us. Do you understand? Like, the body of... What did God tell Peter? He said, don't call what I have called clean. Common or clean. Some people will never look like us. They will look wild. God says they are part of my body. Amen. Amen. A lot of us here, we have to repent of some of the thoughts we have to other because they don't look and dress like us. Therefore, I can't be in the same room with them. I can't attend to them. You're being what Peter was. The church is for everybody. Do you understand that Apostle Paul was the Jewest of Jews? Then he would come and say, for now, there is no circumcision or uncircumcision. There is no Jew or Greek. Do you understand that? He was not just a Jew. He was, of, like, he was a Pharisee, a high-ranking uh, religious teacher and officer made, making sure the law was obeyed but because of the revelation like it was part of their religion to hate gentiles then god now sends him to the gentiles you know jesus was also saying that i have sheep that are not of this flock Yes, I've come to the lost sheep of Israel, but I have sheep that are not of this flock. We must repent of some things. That they don't look like us doesn't mean they are not part of us. Hallelujah. Amen. As a body, we must come united, celebrating our differences, celebrating that the graces God has given to all of us, finding out what it is and we supply the body. Hallelujah. Amen. And we supply the body. In church, I know, look, we, we last week I was also saying, we have different ways we choose um, the churches we attend. It's fine, you can have um, your reasons for wanting to fellowship with a church or not. But you should make sure that while you're there, you are serving. How are you contribute, contributing to advancing the kingdom? But another thing, I also acknowledge that local assemblies have abused that. But it shouldn't change the fact that we are called to minister to the body of Christ. And if you're here, last week we prayed for church hurt. If you're here, you have to pray for healing. 
Because hurt people hurt people. But he has called us to be ministers of what? Reconciliation. So as, far, as much as we are calling the, um, the world to be reconciled, lost sons to be reconciled to the Father, we are also called to ministry of reconciliation in the body. When we see a cell in the body going rogue, what should be our response? Reconciliation. Restoration. Amen. Amen. The church is a bit quiet. Am I, am I getting? Am I, are we? Are we? Are we on the same page? Yeah. Look, I don't want any of you to be discouraged. If you choose to be at the tribe, glory be to God. If you choose to fellowship somewhere, glory be to God. But remember that we are called to use the tools and the resources that the Lord has given us, so that we can serve Him, so that we can what wait on him amen. amen all of us are called there is no minister is not it's not an office title all of us it is who we are yeah. it is service glory be to god amen. some of us will need to forgive you know forgiveness is one is is spiritual warfare Because when you harbor hate and strife, the devil will be sitting on your shoulders. And both of them. <laughs> you know, in cartoons, it's just one. But when you harbor hate, I just, you'll be sitting on your I'm joking. I, I know that I've seen it happen before you say the tribe, the pastor sees. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? We need to let go of some things if possible, walk up to the person that has hurt you and tell them, I forgive you. <laughs> and that's why I said, if possible. But you need to let go of it because you are called to minister to the body. And you cannot continue doing that from a position of strife. So forgive that church. Forgive that pastor. Look, if you've been abused in, an, in one way or the other, it is an opportunity for the Lord to use you to reconcile people that have been abused as well. But you cannot do that if you're still harboring the hurt and the unforgiveness and the hate. We are all called to supply the body. Hallelujah. As you go into the year, I need you to ask the Lord, where, what is my place and how do I supply your body? Have I been judging people and looking at people in a way that I shouldn't have? Paul said, I know that we should know no man no longer after the flesh. Have you, how have you been seeing people? Have you been seeing them? as they appear or as the Lord will they, they should be in him or as they should be in Christ Jesus. It's an opportunity for us. This is a call for us to put on our spiritual lenses and see people as the Lord sees them. Do you know in James, 
um, James says that he finishes, he finishes talking about Abraham and say Abraham was justified um, by faith because of, you know, it, it was not just faith, but with works, right? He was justified. Then the next person he talks about is who? Rahab. And he did not just call her name. He called her name and occupation. <laughs> he said Rahab the prostitute. He did not say ex-prostitute. He did not say former prostitute. He said, and Rahab the prostitute was justified. When we look at people, how, how do we see them? You judge, they don't know any better. It is an opportunity for us to pull them in. So we look at that one are prostitutes, this one are thief, this one are tax collector, this one is in this one is, sorry, this one. But you get I'm I'm sorry if there's any politician here, not joke. But we look at people and we tag them. And we don't see that there's an opportunity for them to become to belong to the body. Do you know what I mean? Rahab, the prostitute, she was not, and she she now became um, one of the um, great 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 grandmothers of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Rahab, the prostitute, because God is in the business of not just cleaning up our mess but turning our mess into something beautiful amen church there's so many things we need to rethink what the church is how we are supposed to be part of the church who belongs to the church and what are we doing to build it Glory to God. I don't know what position you fall in. Maybe you don't have an issue. But even our founding fathers of the faith, Peter, we see that they had some form of progressive knowledge. So don't go into the year thinking you know it all. As we pray for grace and truth, pray that God will reveal to us the deceits that we've been living, yes. living with. So that we cast it away. There are people that look like vipers and wild animals that belong to the body, that the Lord has said they are clean. You dare not call them unclean. Hallelujah. Find your place. Supply the body. Pray for unity of the faith. We have one Lord, one God, one baptism. He works in us and through us to accomplish the works that he has ordained us to. Glory to God. Church, can, can you just bow your head first? I want us to... In, if you... This is probably all of us. In any way you have judged people and condemned them because they don't look like you.